This is the Influence Leadership Podcast, Episode 12. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller, where our heart is to develop leaders like you and help you increase your individual influence and your leadership skill set. I'm Brett Duncan, and I'm joined today by Chris Fuller. Hello, Chris. Hey, Brett. And we are going to pick up where we left off last episode. Part two. Yes, exactly. That's talking about adversity yeah, and challenges and problems. And of course, hopefully actually doing something about it. <laughs> right? And so we, we talked a lot in the last, last episode about that, but there's so much to it. It really does take two episodes. And I think we'll be lucky even if we keep it to that. Um, That's true. So, you know, I'm just going to pick right back up. Uh, we were kind of, I was tossing out some quotes from the book. This yeah. is chapter seven in I Did Ride Leadership and uh, letting you kind of vamp on that. One of them, one of my favorite ones, because it's one we so easily overlook, and that is frustration comes from your expectations. If you expect it to run a race and be problem free, you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why not? Why should we not hope for the best? Isn't that somewhat pessimistic in our thinking to not say it's going to be awesome and that's what I'm preparing for? Well, and I think that uh, it's not that that we don't want to be optimistic. Um, You don't want to be, you know, fully optimistic. You don't want to be fully pessimistic. So Mm -hmm. um, you have to be a realist. So I heard one person say, uh, the glass is not half empty or half full. Um, the the realist knows, um, regardless of what's in the glass, it's going to have to be washed sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hey, welcome to life. Yeah. Um, problems exist. It's, there's no such thing as utopia. There's no such thing as a perfect boss. There's no such thing as a perfect company. Um, if you find the perfect company, please don't join it. You'll screw it up. Right. Yeah, Hashtag exactly. welcome to humanity. <laughs> and uh, so, there, you know, given that particular piece, and I talk about this with engagement. This is so key in, in the employee realm because everyone that walks in the front door, when they're hired on with the organization, has an expectation of what daily life is going to be like. When expectation meets experience, you're either going to have fulfillment or frustration. Mm-hmm. When that fulfillment or frustration lasts long enough, you either have an engaged or a disengaged workforce. Mm. And one of the biggest pieces that we say is it's one thing if people quit and leave. It's another thing if they quit and stay. Mm-hmm. And Gallup has done tons of studies on the cost of this to organizations. And so the, there's two pieces of it. We as, as individual contributors, we as leaders within the organization we got to know the animal that we're in. Mm -hmm. And then secondarily, we've got to know what our response should be in in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. So what's our expectations? I had a young leader that that, uh, was really frustrated with the uh, CEO. And, uh, and, and so that particular leader said, man, you know, it's been, he's been the same way for all 17 years that I've been around him. Mm -hmm. And I, I just kind of chuckled, and then I challenged uh, this particular person. I asked her, I said, uh, tell me again how long he's been this way. 17 years. He's been this way since the day I met him. I said, well, is it possible that after 17 years, um, he is an organizational fact? <laughs> right. If you, if you know that he's been this way for 17 years, mm-hmm. and yet you're still getting frustrated might I encourage you to alter your expectation of his changing? Right. After 17 years. That's key. 
I, I think that we're likely to see ongoing behavior. Right. So where where do I need to I'm not saying accept status quo and I'm not right. saying accept bad behavior. But what I am saying is is that particular leader or that situation is a known commodity. Mm-hmm. And if they're a known commodity, I have to drop my frustration and just say they are what they are. Mm-hmm. Now, how do I put coping mechanisms in place? How do I put those particular pieces in place to where I'm not so frustrated and wound around the axle about expecting them to change? Mm-hmm. I am saying, what do I need to learn from this situation? What can I take away? Well, and part of that, too, I, we're sitting here uh, as we record this. It's spring 2016, and just recently there were new rules that came out for the NFL. I don't know if you've heard about this, but, like, kickoff's going to work differently this next year. And there's, you know, every year the NFL's doing different rules, you right. know, because they're trying to make the game safer, more, yeah, all of that, right? Okay, so I think about what you're saying. It's like, what if we think about you know, some of these circumstances is almost like it's the game we're playing and not to be flippant about it, but every game has rules. Right. And the rules don't care what you think about them. Right. The rules are the rules, right? <laughs> I don't like this rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I don't like dribbling in yeah. basketball, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you have to accept it. Right. You know, people who are going to succeed and excel in that game right. are going to be people who play within the boundaries. Right. That they have, one, no control over, can't change. Yeah. They accept it. Yeah, you know. I love asking. I, I coach young leaders to this one. When you land in an organization, how fast can you learn the organizational dynamics? How fast can you learn? I call it the landscape or the yeah. topography. Mm-hmm. How quickly can you learn the terrain that you're going to be running in? Mm-hmm. How fast can you discover not the sales pitch that you were given to join the organization, right. but the reality of what daily life kind of looks like? And if you look at your leader and go, here's my leader's strengths, here's the freedom and flexibility, but here's my leader's struggles, here's their weaknesses, and here's the, you know, the dark side, if you will, of, of what I'm in. And understand, every organization, every leader has benefits, strengths, and they have struggles and weaknesses. And, and as long as you can know what you're in and then start to shift in that particular piece, mm-hmm. uh, cope, if you will, then, then you're fine. The worst organizations is to, to be under a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde leader where you have no idea who came in that day. Right. And you've got to cope on the fly where you're going, okay, uh, today's a bad day. Let's duck and cover and we'll go back at it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, we're sitting here talking about that. You were telling me as we were prepping for the show, a kind of a story you'd heard of someone who worked for a couple of exceptional leaders, right. you know, both in reputation and actual results and right. what they've accomplished. I mean, fill the audience in on Yeah, that. I think it was listening to uh, Kevin Turner uh, and uh, at Microsoft, and he was talking about he's, he's probably one of the only people on the planet that worked for both Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. And he said, uh, you know, he said that many people will approach him and talk about, man, you have really been under some hard leaders. And, and he said, you know, these were not easy men, mm-hmm. but the value of what I learned from them is, you know, I don't know what his descriptor was, but mm-hmm. extremely mm-hmm. Uh, high in value. So well, when you think about that, if you've worked for a Steve Jobs type or a Bill Gates type or a Jack Welch type person, man, those are some rough scenarios to work under. There's an edge to them. 
But that edge can also be a growth piece. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the hardest things in the world and one of the most difficult things that, that I can think about, one of the most painful things is um, being a person that is being debrieved after being burned. Mm. And so that's some of the worst piece. But maybe you're in a moment where there are layers being peeled off of you that are brutally painful. Mm-hmm. But what the, the regeneration of that is going to look like afterwards Maybe something amazing. If you're in the situation, what can you learn? How can you use this particular time in difficult situations to sharpen yourself and learn what you need to learn while not saying this is your entire lot in life? Right. You know, one of the things I found about tough times is tough times come mm-hmm. and tough times go. And so, you know, you're, you're not a victim to your circumstances. I love, you know, I read Seven Habits and Stephen Covey and uh, Viktor Frankl, and then they talked about you're responsible for your own life, and they broke it up and said you're response-able. Mm-hmm. And I had a mentor of mine, you know, I'd just gone through some really rough situations and was going through some, some rough stuff personally and had someone that owed me um, a significant amount of money, a couple hundred grand, and uh, they paid me about 50 of it and said, well, you're not getting the rest. If you want the rest, sue me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I was kind of feeling sorry for myself and a victim. And he said, uh, you know, you're, you're responsible for everything in your life just as it is right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, his name was Jim, you know, and it's, it's like, man, I, um, uh, Jim was, has been a mentor in a number of ways. But I wanted to uh, make Jim bleed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> After that, uh, uh, no, nobody was physically harmed, just uh, mentally envisioning harm uh, because that hurt. And I said, what do you mean? I didn't cause somebody to rip me off. I didn't cause. And he said, well, you know, um, number one, you were kind of operating without a contract. So you did contribute to mm-hmm. that. Um, secondarily, um, I'm not saying it's your fault. But I'm saying it's your responsibility. And what I mean by that is you are response-able. You are able to respond. Do something about it. Sue him. Don't sue him. Deal with the stuff in your personal life. But either way, you are an owner, not a victim. Mm-hmm. And so in that particular piece, um, you know, I found out that he was just a chapter ahead of me in Seven Habits. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's what good mentors do. They don't have to be miles ahead, just exactly. a little bit. He was saying, face your problems. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's just a great... Um, example of whatever you're in. And this is one of the things we left, if you remember, you know, last time, um, we left you with asking, what are you going through right now? And what's the story in your head? What's the messages in your head? Right. We need to face it. Mm -hmm. Some of what we need to face is, I can't leave this organization right now. I'm under poor leadership, but I got nowhere to go and I need that money. Mm -hmm. And I need to learn to adapt. Again, on the trail, it's adapt or die. Mm -hmm. Temperatures can go from 30 above zero, 40 above zero, and no snow on the trail to negative 40 and wicked conditions. That's why I love the analogy. Mm-hmm. So you've got to adapt. But one of the things that the story is of, a, of the, uh, uh, the indigenous population, the Inuits, tell a story essentially if, if you're caught on the trail and a storm hits, mm-hmm. you need to pull your parka over your face, if you will, but you need to face the storm. And the wind-blown storm will blow the, the snow around you and create this, this, uh, this drift behind you. And then once the drift is created, you can tunnel that out, hollow that out, and create like an igloo and weather the rest of the storm. Hmm. But if you turn your back on the storm, you'll be buried alive. Hmm. 
You've got to face the storm and then find that shelter, that hollow place. And then I heard recently the story of uh, the difference between buffalo and uh, or bison uh, on the on the trail on the uh, uh, forget which on uh, on the plains of Colorado and the difference between cattle. Now, cows will see the storm coming, and they'll try to outrun the storm, Mm -hmm. only to find out the storms can outrun cows. (laughs) So what they do in trying to to run away from the storm is they elongate the misery and the time that they're being rained on and in those difficult conditions. Mm -hmm. But buffalo, bison, one of them's extinct, one of them's not. (laughs) I'm not remembering right now. And so they turn, and they run into the storm. Mm-hmm. Now, you're thinking, man, what are they, crazy? No, here's what somehow they have learned, is that if I run into the storm, it's going to be more intense, but I'm going to run through the storm. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn how to face the storm that we're in. Turn your face to that. Face it. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Get through that pain quicker, bigger, better, faster. Learn the lessons. Forget the pain. And, and do something about it. Be an owner, not a victim to those circumstances. Yeah. Well, it relates to another quote in the, in the chapter, which is, problems are not the problem. The problem is that we can't handle the problem. We can't talk about the problem. We can't work together to solve the problem. We are the problem. Yeah. That's uplifting, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can to be yeah. a motivational message for the moment. Yeah. Um, really, uh, again, it is our ability to understand. And I, I encourage leaders all the time. Anybody had a problem for a year? Hmm. Problem-free month, mm-hmm. problem-free week. Right. You know, even I. You know, I've had some vacations that weren't. I needed a vacation from my vacation when I got back. Oh, yeah. From the vacation. Yeah. So um, at that point, we have to realize problems are a fact of life and a fact of business. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be emotionally derailed by the problem, mm-hmm. and we need everybody organizationally to rally around root cause analysis. What is this teaching us? And what do we do in response to it? And get out of the pain, the thresholds of the pain, get out of this looping that we have in our own mind mm-hmm. and get into the solutioning that's going to need to take place. Yeah. And that comes into the analysis of what's going on and the root cause and the lessons learned. And then what do we do to be able to... So yeah. th- that's just... that's that. Problems aren't the problem. Right. Everybody has problems. Every organization, market conditions change. You know, all of that can happen at a moment's notice. And so let's get out of the wallowing in it and get into the go forward solutioning plan. Well, and you uh, you gave us homework last episode. Yeah. Right. So we were to get, to get our journals, write what's going on and what's going on in our head yep. about that. Right. Yeah. All right. So we've done that. <laughs> what do we do now? Mm. What's the next step? Number one. Um, I would encourage you from an emotional standpoint, don't connect unrelated dots. What's that mean? Um, so if you've had a difficult childhood and you've had some, some difficult relationships and now you're into a difficult situation in business, mm-hmm. you may connect all of those dots and assume that it is your lot in life to have a difficult life. Mm. But life and business are made up of a culmination of our choices. And it's not what happens to me, it's what happens in me. And then it, it kicks into that next level of let me be responsible, let me figure out what an appropriate response is, and let me own my life and let me do something 
different, you know, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Mm -hmm. If you do the same, you'll have the same. So what do I need to do differently next time so that I avoid this pain or I hopefully will have a different outcome? Mm -hmm. You know, analyze it, learn the lessons, do the lessons learned, and hopefully you're going to have a different outcome. So number one, don't connect unrelated dots. Mm -hmm. Do something different. Mm. And, and again, you may need to, to make sure that you are tracking. Find an external source to say, hey, am I seeing this wrong? Am I looping on this? And, and have some level of personal and joint accountability to be, able to, uh, to, to, to be able to get out of your own head when you need to get out of your own space. Yeah. So some people listening to this might... Maybe they didn't do their homework right or they don't think they need to do the homework. By the way, if you don't know what the homework is, go to the last episode. We close with that, that homework. Definitely Absolutely. worth doing. Homework's always worth doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't believe that in high school, but I believe it now. <laughs> um, but some people might be listening to this and thinking, hey, that sounds like great advice for someone else. I really don't have that problem. Yeah. But my hunch is some people do. They just don't know. So are there red flags of... Uh, if this is happening in your life or if this happens over and over again, it might be a sign that you aren't facing problems the way that you should be. Oh, wow. Um, a couple things immediately came to mind. Conflict avoidance is not conflict resolution. Boom. Nice. <laughs> Damn. Um, Guilty. <laughs> right here. <laughs> you know, uh, delay diminishes options. Mm -hmm. So whatever's going on, we need to try to, um, to, to act as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So look for patterns in you, in your life and see, you know, what's going on. Ask somebody that, you know, blind spots, we all have blind spots and mm -hmm. we're just going to take somebody outside of us to be able to, um, to give us those inclinations of where we may not be seeing things as they are. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, you know, when when we avoid, um, and some of this is just difficult. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. we don't want to fight. We don't want to fight every day. We have bigger fish to fry, bigger fires to fight. And so, what we have to just learn is to understand if we deal with some things quicker, um, that's going to help us. And have others kind of kind of say, what are we what are we not dealing with? What do you feel like we should deal with right. Um, quicker? Right. Well, it comes back to we are response able. Absolutely. We are able to respond. Yeah. Uh, we all are. Doesn't mean we actually are doing that, right? Right. But we are able to do it. And so um, we should do it. You know, one of the things I do, because I have to admit this is a uh, just a natural, like part of my personality is it's not so much I'm scared of it. It's it'll all work out. Yeah. Right? That's me. Yeah. Okay. And so um, one of the keys for me to help get over this when I do get over it, don't always get over it, but is to one, just recognize, hey, that's how I, that is naturally how I'm going to be. Yes. And sometimes I can't be that way. Right. So to do the opposite won't feel natural. Yes. And hey, it helps just knowing that. It helps knowing I'm going to have to do something that doesn't feel natural to me. It doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. Right. You know, and even for me, I found this funny picture online of like, you know, you hear the, the term head in the sand, right? Oh, yeah. I, I so think I've seen this picture. Yeah, so it's the ostrich, right? But there's another one of an actual human with their head down in the dirt. Yeah. I mean, I've, I printed that bad boy out, put it on my <laughs> desk, and just remind myself. When your head's in the away. dirt, yeah. what's exposed? Exa yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Your backside is straight up as a target. Yeah. And, and this comes into one of my sayings is um, lead where you're strong, team where you're weak. Yep. 
And so if somebody's better at confrontation or recognizing what needs mm -hmm. to occur, and we realize we're a little bit uh, on the other side, mm -hmm. then we partner with somebody to help us uh, see and address issues faster or at least call it to our attention. Mm -hmm. And the other one is lead where you're strong, put a system where you're weak. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm trying to detail out and dial in, you know, some of those things, it's when do I need to address the problem? What am I going to do by next Friday, by the end of next month? And so uh, you got to put a deadline on it. And, and if it doesn't change by a certain period of time, you got to go ahead and pull the trigger on it. Right. Well, and we, and we talk a lot about system. We talk a lot about process. But the other side that, of that I've seen is, and again, I've been guilty of this, is I will lean on the process or following the process or taking the necessary steps to not actually do anything, right? So I was like, ah, oh, I got to get all of my ducks in a row before I actually take action. Right. You know, and sometimes I'll get frustrated with people who don't do that. I've since learned, at least in some of those instances, I, I can actually respect the fact that they were like, we'll get it in the system, but the best thing I can do right now is push it at least forward, even if it's not straight in the direction we're going, at least it's kind of toward the way we're going. And that's yes. better than staying where we're at. Yep. Um, so anyway, hopefully that speaks to someone because I was curious as we were doing that. It certainly spoke to me. Um, we're out of time on this episode, and I do think we covered a, a lot of the main points that we wanted to. So we, we did it, Chris. We did it in two parts. That's good. <laughs> Again, if you haven't listened to part one uh, of uh, talking about adversity, go to the previous episode. Make sure that you do that. Um, and also, if you haven't done it yet, go to influenceleadership.com. Ton tons of resources there. Uh, a lot of background on Chris. If you're interested in working with Chris, all the different things that he does, that info is there as well. You can order the book from there. Um, and obviously, we always would, would love for you to rate the podcast. Uh, let us know how it's doing. You can rate individual episodes, and that would be great. Uh, so we're going to continue. Uh, we're working our way through um, the book. We're almost done with it. And then we've got some great topics also that we're going to carry on as we talk about influence, leadership, and all that that entails. Uh, but Chris... Final word for today. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you just said rate the podcast, um, hey, if, if you as listeners, can I give you the why behind that? Um, Brett, if they rate the podcast and they rate the podcast well, um, it helps us to get found, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when, when we're asking you to rate the podcast, it, it, if you'll take a little bit of the time and say, hey, this is good stuff. If we're touching the need in your life, you say this is good stuff. What it's going to help is it's going to help expose other people that may, you can help other leaders on this planet if you will rate that podcast and help us get the message out. Will you do me a favor and partner with me on that? So, and if you're in a tough situation, you're facing some adversity, you know, the, the first thing that you have to do is you have to sit back Make sure that you're not um, derailing yourself. Again, what messages are in your head? Am I connecting unrelated dots? Um, can I get good about um, not getting emotionally hijacked around my situation? Plan your way out. Mm. Write the plan. If you're in a tough work situation um, and, and you need a way out, maybe you need to go back and, and start taking some night classes and get the degree or get the master's or get that next level. There's a way out. You just got to figure it out and then you got to work the plan. Mm -hmm. 
So you will find emotional freedom that you're not a victim, you're an owner, if you just start taking night classes knowing what you're, essentially what you're doing is you're telling yourself, you're telling that, that inner child that you, the adult person, will protect the inner child by taking the steps to make sure if, if it's not safe today, it's safe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If life is not good today, life will be good tomorrow. And mm-hmm. so I want to, we, we call it reparenting is what the term is called. You may need to reparent or re-mentor your life where it is right now make the plan work the plan do the dailies life will get better man that's a good one so thank you everyone for joining us today on the influence leadership podcast and be looking for the next episode very soon absolutely